In this episode, I'll interview relationship coach Alba Barrett on the topic of intuition, why it is so important, really a game changer, and how to use it to bring in all your desires in business, love and life. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. Welcome, Alba. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast and introduce you and your teachings today to my lovely audience. So welcome. Thank you, Lydia. It's great to be with you. I'm excited. And um, I wanted to start first, um, if you can tell us a little bit about you, about your story, about your business, obviously, just give us some bits and pieces about yourself, please. So, yeah, I, uh, thank you for your introduction. So I, I work uh, in the area of love and my clients are successful women, uh, successful entrepreneurs. They're generally very high achieving. But the one area that they have more struggle in or less success in, shall we say, is in the area of love. And my clients are they usually come to me when they're at the stage that they are ready to meet the love of their life. And that is the work that I love to do. Um, in terms of my own story, I, I have been an entrepreneur myself. That's why I love working with entrepreneurs. I, I can really resonate with, with my clients. I've been an entrepreneur for nearly nine years. I used to be in corporate before that. And yeah, I, I, I really did take the leap into business because corporate, uh, the corporate environment just never really inspired me. And I always wanted to sort of have the freedom to, uh, you know, to be my own boss, to manage a team, to be self-directed in that way. And it really did suit me. I loved it from the moment I jumped in. And it was about a couple of years ago that I decided to branch out into coaching because I suppose I, I decided that my first business, which I, I just actually sold recently, was it, it was not a, my passion any longer mm. in the same way that it had been in the beginning. So I, I decided to look around for what it was that really inspired me and that I really did love to do. And that was what led me to coaching. Initially, I was I was a business coach because I thought, you know, obviously you have an understanding of business, so you should teach business. And I, I realized I didn't actually love teaching business. It was something that I liked to do myself, but I didn't really enjoy teaching. So that was when I decided to really take some time to decide what it was that I love doing and that I feel like I have mastery in. And that was that was the area of love. Mm -hmm. In terms of my own personal story, so uh, 
the reason that I ended up specifically focusing on helping people to attract their their soulmate love was because I have experience in in my own personal life in this area. Mm-hmm. So I I had been in a in a relationship with uh, a long term relationship with the father of my son, and how old is your broke, son now? Just to have my son is near. My son is four and a half. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, uh, and I had realized that that really this this relationship, like this relationship, had broken down, and I was now single. And I decided that you know what, my next relationship was not just going to be any old relationship. I wanted my complete desires fulfilled, and that was. That was mm. the undertaking that I took on. And within the space of, from the time I decided that until it actually happened that I met my soulmate, mm-hmm. it was approximately six months. So, so yeah, I decided that anyone who experiences what I experience, it's like priceless. Mm. So like that a different was game. I, different game. And that I just thought, you know what, if I could help other people to achieve that, that would really like turn me on. That would be like my ultimate exciting thing to do. And it's proven to be true. It's, it's work that I would do with my eyes closed. I just love it that much. So, so yeah, that's a little bit of my background of how I got into this particular niche or Mm. business. Thank you. That's super interesting, especially like I want to start with the first thing you said that you started out, you know, like coaching um, after having like another business and then going into that world. And you thought, oh, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'll teach other entrepreneurs, you know, the typical like I become a business coach. And I really love that you say, but this wasn't my my full inspiration. Like this wasn't what I really wanted to do, because I think especially in that world out there with online business, people have this idea. It needs to be that, you know, like you can only mm-hmm. make money with that. And you're a perfect example that you can be super successful as a relationship coach that people pay a lot of money for that so I really love that also for my audience you know to say like whatever it is do you just need your inspiration you just need being on fire about what you want to do and it will work totally because I've had much greater success actually as a love coach like in this particular niche than in business coaching because Like you say, I was not lit up by business coaching. It was something I knew how to do myself. I had a success in business, but I I don't like I don't get lit up speaking about marketing or selling and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. That is, of course, like if you're not lit up by that, your audience is going to feel that that's not an authentic kind of like you're not turned on by what you're doing. Uh, whereas when it comes to love, like you know, I'll talk to my clients any time of day or night because it's just that's the level of intimacy that I like to have. And I would not have experienced that with business. I would have found that draining with business coaching, you know? So I think it, it reads in your energy. Yeah. And that's like, speaking of intuition, like I intuitively know how to coach love and relationships. Business was not so intuitive for me. It was mm. like a little bit boring. Yeah. And I know I have amazing business coaches myself and I've had a number of them over the years. And I, can feel in their energy and much like yourself that it's what they have a passion for and that's why they're successful in that so so yeah it is important to what is it that you specifically what transformation have you experienced that you feel was priceless 
you know, and for me, it was like soulmate. Hello. Like anyone who can experience this level of relationship, it's priceless. And most people, let me tell you, like 99.99% of people very much settle in their relationships. So they don't experience that le- like peak experience of what a relationship yeah. can be. Yeah. So yeah, so, that's, that's my understanding. Yeah. So perhaps you can share a little bit with us, like it would be super interesting how you made the shift because you mentioned the word settling that many people are settling. Like I see people settling in business. I see some them like saying like, okay, I don't want to earn more money. It's not possible for me. I don't, I can't create my dream life for you. It's the area of love and you have experienced that yourself, but how did you, like, how did you make the shift for really going for your deep desire in love and what you teach others now? Like, what do you think is the issue behind settling? Why do we all settle? And how did you shif shift this for yourself? And how do you help like your clients to shift from settling, going for your full desire, basically? What needs to happen? What's the shift? So, so first of all, I think, and, and it's, The way you've introduced me uh, in the area of intuition is really important yeah. because the shift that needs to happen is that a lot of the time, the reason that we settle is because we don't really believe that what we desire is possible. Like I say, most people around you, most of what you see modeled is very much in the settling kind of category. Okay. And That's the same in business. Most people live their lives very much in an, in an energy of settling for what is visibly available and realistic and logical. Yeah. Oh. Um, however, intuition is a completely different ballgame. And intuition and like our internal like heart's desires, so shall we say, which is the thing that will make you want to have a successful business, want to be your own boss, because you have this Like, it's not a reality that's manifested yet, but inside of you, you can already feel and see what it is you would like to create in your life. And whether that is a location-free lifestyle, millions of dollars in the bank, um, you know, the love of your life, it's not real out there, but it is real in here. Yeah. And the way we've been taught is to sort of, suppress or like logically tell ourselves those desires are not realistic they're not possible you've never seen anyone with that experience uh it can never happen you're not good enough all of these stories okay and unfortunately we buy into those illusions or lies much more than we trust that these desires that we have are actually in us for a reason and they're perfectly possible. Our intuition knows they're possible and our intuition can get us to where we want to go. But instead we rely on the logical path, which will more often than not tell you settle for what's available. Yeah. Yeah. And how does the shift then happen? Like how did you make it happen to say, actually, now I trust my internal desires. Now I trust my intuition. Like what could you tell people how to make that? that step so so to make that step first of all I would say you have to actually begin to value yourself and your desires mm. in a new like on a completely new level um unfortunately we're we're programmed to value safety security and knowing knowing the steps like of, of where we're heading and 
we're, we're not really programmed to trust. And I would say the first thing that you need to realize is that if you can value yourself and your desires enough, you can make the shift into deciding to trust that they're there for you. And it, you know, it really is not an easy shift for people to make on their own. And that's why, you know, much like with yourself in business, it's really imperative to have someone who can guide you on the process because shifting from a, your logical understanding and your like re- the reasonable path to an intuitive path, it will make you look a little bit crazy because you will be going against what most normal people do. Like, let's face it, most normal people do not live in this way. But like in my case, the reason that I made the decision to shift was because I had experienced enough of what settling in relationships gives you to decide, you know what? I've tried that. It didn't work. Mm. so I've got nothing to lose I've got nothing to lose at this point I'm willing to remain single or experience the unimaginable and you know I'm aware enough to know that to experience the unimaginable we've got to start to make some leaps of faith and and hold our standards at the level that we actually like for hold out for the level of relationship that we actually desire and not Mm. settle Mm. and be willing to be left with nothing. That is what most people are not willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. There is a big fear like for everything, you know, either to not have clients. So rather I take those who just pay me like a tiny little bit and are like really not the nicest people or I settle for a guy who doesn't excite me or whatever, you know, it's, But still, I have a guy. It's the same story, I would say. Yeah. The energy is the same. It depends, like, if it's business or if it's love. It's actually, there's a lot of similarity. Yeah. Like you say, you can you can literally settle for any client that comes. And, you know, a lot of coaches starting out will settle for all types of people just because they want the sale. And unfortunately, whatever you settle for is what you get. That's a good phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, so there needs to be a, a decision to say, you know what, my standards are, are going to here. Okay. They're going to what I actually desire and I'm willing to walk away from the deal if it's not to my standards. And that's not a way most people live in love or in business or in their life. And like when you elevate your standards and you don't drop them, That energy in itself signals to the universe, it signals to you and it signals to everyone around you, this is, this is what I'm available for. And ultimately that is, in my experience and my client's experience, that is what they ultimately get. It's what they have held and maintained as their standard. Yeah. Well, can you share, um, like, I love everything you're saying. Can you share a little bit about, because you said, um, I basically had those experiences of not soulmate stuff Like, can you share a little bit with us how, like, how was your life just to give some, the people some idea or also from clients to give people ideas, what settling means. So what did it mean for you? What does it mean for your clients to have a little bit more image to it? I mean, for, from my own personal experience, like settling in relationships, it looks like, okay. And, and a lot of people are going to say this this doesn't sound that bad. It sounds like pretty normal, <laughs> like what I'm experiencing. What are you talking about? Yeah, um, that's so what settling, I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, settling in relationships. So 
for me, for me, like my desire of what a soulmate was, and I've always had this desire and it's always something that I wanted to experience. And I've had it for as long as I can remember was like connection, a very deep connection on all levels. It's like spiritual, like emotional, intellectual, um, sexual as well. Uh, so on all levels to have a really deep connection and not to feel like any sort of shame or limitations or like boundaries in that way where you're like, mm. oh, I don't know if this I can share that with with my partner. Um, and and also like music is super, super important to me. It's like everything to me. And um, you're from Ireland. Yeah? Like you have Spanish and Irish roots that explains that you love music. <laughs> I, I've always been obsessed with music. Like even since I was a little baby, I would, I was a really bad sleeper. And m my dad always tells this story like over and over again, how he used to have to walk me up and down as I was a, like a tiny baby. And the only way I would sleep, like, which I used to sleep like three hours a night, but the only way I would sleep was listening to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> and like, oh. I'm obsessed about Stevie Wonder, like my whole life, you know, it's like, I just love this music. But For me, like it sounds really illogical, but I was like, my soulmate has to like appreciate Stevie Wonder's music, or it's just not a soulmate, and it's it's illogical, of course, but intuitively I knew. Anyway, but for settling in a relationship, for me it was like, okay, is this person like on paper a good match? You know, and this is where people get very logical about choosing their partners you know, is, is this person making the right level of money? Does this person fit in with my friends and family? Do, do, the, do other people approve of their relationship? This is very common as well. Um, you know, we, we place so much um, external kind of approval on the situation Even if we're not feeling it, we're like, oh, you know, it will be too difficult to leave this relationship because actually, what would it do to my social standing? What would it do to my financial situation? What would it do to my uh, friends? What would it do to my family? And this is why people find it really, really hard to leave a relationship, e even when they're ultimately not satisfied at all. Uh, so settling in a relationship really does look like when you know in your heart that this is not your person, but you continue to remain there, um, usually because of one of these reasons, it feels safer to just stay and sacrifice on your own desires. And that's, that's ultimately settling. It's like choosing something that is not for your highest good. Mm. So that's what it looked like for me. And, and it's, it's common for a lot of my clients as well, this situation. Mm. And it's also funny because many people ask like their friends or family, you know, if they should stay with that person. I have experienced that. I was like with one of my previous relationships. I wasn't, yeah, it wasn't what I really wanted. And I still thought I just need to wait longer and the feelings will come or, you know, and I thought, yeah, it will. And other people said the same to me. It was like, stay together and it will work out like stuff, you know, just wait and work on it work and, harder yeah. on the relationship yeah. yeah and you tell something different so I guess those issues can happen you know that you jump out of something even though you probably know internally it's right and you're just frightened and don't want to or I guess the other thing can happen as well you're just not like you know it's the right thing but you find reasons why I shouldn't why it shouldn't be 
Yeah. Does it happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, there are, and there, are, this is not to say that every relationship that is going through a difficult time or, or, you know, that, that can happen in long-term relationships and it doesn't always mean, oh, you know, you need to leave and you know, your soulmate is out there. Sometimes your intuition will be saying to you, you know, this is a rough time, but this is your person. And this is, this is what you guys need to work through. Mm. It's not always the same answer, you know, but, but it comes back to intuition. And in my personal case, I intuitively knew that my, you know, this long-term relationship that I'm speaking of, I intuitively knew from the very beginning that, yeah, this could be a good relationship, but I also knew it was not my soulmate. And I still went ahead with it because this is, this is going back many years and a lot of people will probably resonate with, with this. I did not know how to be single. I did not know how to be alone per se. Um, and, and I, I very quickly jumped into the relationship because that was just my programming. It was like, you have to be in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. It's probably similar when we bring it back to business as well, because I think it's really like, it's really the same, just different, <laughs> same, same, but different. Uh, it is also like, obviously you can't stay in business for such a long time without making, without making money. So it's a kind of a different story, but it's still the time you spend on really working out what your program is, what your offer is. It, you don't need to be a coach, like whatever it is, what you want to sell to the world, you know, it is working not to bring something out quickly so that it's out there. And just say, yeah, what is my deepest desire? What is really the program I want to offer? What is really the work I want to do? And this is a process, you know, and people just think like, oh, I, I just kick this into the market and that's it. So I see it in a similar way. Of course, you have to make money so you can't stay properly single, like without a product or you need to whatever, work it out. But still take the time to really spend with yourself self and with your intuition what it really is you want to bring out there. So I do see some similarities there. It is. And it's like, it's like you say, you know, sometimes, sometimes people are, are so quick to kind of just get into anything and get something rolling. Um, and it's, it, it doesn't ultimately turn out to, to give you that like thing you had envisioned and imagined, you know, it's, it's like, which is way up here. And sometimes you do need to take that time with yourself to figure yourself out. Like, I'm sure you find with your clients, like, you know, self-discovery, self-development and like all of that stuff is not something that is commonly done out there. Like we all yeah. think we know ourselves, but we really don't until we really kind of dive into that. And that's, that's why, you know, people say, no, I know, I know what I'm, and that's why I would have jumped into business coaching. I'd be like, no, I know that's what I'm, that's what I'm about. And And then to realize that it really was not, you know, and that I used to dread my calls with clients. I used to really dread them. And I love coaching with love. Uh, it's something that I, as I say, I would do it morning, noon and night. It just doesn't feel like work to me. Uh, so, so yeah, it is important to really get clear. And I spend a lot of time with, uh, with clients on this. We do get into action quite quickly in terms of like, you know, the dating world or, you know, a lot of my clients actually have a lot of kind of men hanging around that are not the right vibe for them, that are not to their standards. So for some of my clients, it is about getting them with high quality men. And for other of my clients, it's about clearing 
the pathway of all of these the jungle good <laughs> prospects. It would be like the equivalent of your business coaching clients would be like, right, you need to, if you're going to elevate your standards, that means you also need to remove from your client list all of the people that are just paying you a few dollars here and there. Yes. Because you're elevating. You can't have both. You can't have both energies. You need to choose. And if you're elevating, you need to elevate across the board. You can't have a wishy-washy thing. So, so yeah, it, it's, there's so many analogies with business and, and love. And that's why I keep using them as well is because my clients are entrepreneurs and they can understand the analogies and how they get it in business or with sales or with prospects, but they don't necessarily get it in the same way with, with love. And there are many, many analogies. Yeah, yeah. Something else I wanted to touch on is um, like several more questions. Um, you do a lot of shadow work. Can you touch a little bit on that? Because I think in every area, in entrepreneur, in the entrepreneurial coaching scene and the relationship coaching scene and the health rela uh, uh, coaching scene, like everywhere, it is very often about looking at the good stuff. And, and I, you know, I do both. I do shadow work with my clients and obviously the dream big and, you know, you can manifest whatever. So I would love to hear your thoughts on, on shadow work and why it is important or what, yeah, what you can say about that. The, the not dirty work, but you know, like, <laughs> that stuff like this is this is where you know a lot of law of attraction or manifestation type techniques can actually fall uh fall flat and people find they're not really getting the results it's because we need to understand that like we are always we are always manifesting okay whether we are consciously manifesting or unconsciously manifesting there's two separate fields of manifestation okay And the shadow refers to the unconscious. So it's called shadow because it's like, you can't see it. Yeah. And that's a part of, of us, of our psyche, that we're not necessarily aware is there. Um, but, but this will influence your manifestations. So the reason that you get into shadow work is because you need to realize, oh, okay, if my experience, my reality is giving me something that is not really what I desire, then we need to assume that there is something going on in my psyche that I'm not aware of that is creating this. So that's where the shadow work becomes really important is that we really need to get to know, intimately know that we all have shadow. It's not personal. It's yeah. not just you that's broken. There's nobody broken, actually. It's just that we all have been coded with this shadow into our subconscious from a very young age it's, it's called being human and the work really like you really accelerate your results in anything in life when you begin to realize how is the shadow creating the manifestations in my life whether it's in love so sometimes people say oh I only attract um I only attract you know I don't know abusive men or you know just to give a very like simple example We would say, well, okay, well, this is where we need to really get into the shadow work and see, okay, on what level have you become a match to that situation? And what, on what level are you accepting that situation? Is, and it tends to be controlled by the shadow unconscious. And they're, like, the way that I do the shadow work is mainly around the four survival archetypes, they're called. And these were originally like developed by uh, Carl Jung. 
Hmm. So these are four archetypes that we all share. We have the prostitute, the child, the victim, and the saboteur. And we all share these, and these create different types of experiences in our, in our life. Um, but we will find that whenever we get triggered by something like an emotional reaction, we can, we can trace it to which of the shadow archetypes, and usually it's a mix of them, is creating this emotional, emotional trigger. The good news is that when, when we actually begin to make our unconscious conscious, so when we begin to see this content and actually make it conscious, we can actually do something about it. We can actually begin to eliminate it and stop being ruled by it. And that's what, when people speak about like conscious creation or conscious manifestation, that's what they're talking about is that you're actually becoming a conscious creator of your reality by knowing, okay, now I'm creating from a place of light. Now I'm creating from a place of empowerment. Now I'm creating from a place of sovereignty, not from a place of, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. There's no good men out there or there's no good clients out there or I'm always going to be broke or whatever it is in your, in your unconscious. So, so yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, I'm not sure if you want to ask something more about that. I love it. Um, and you already gave some examples, um, how they show up, what kind of beliefs. And obviously would, we could go deeper into that. However, I think for this interview, it's, um, it's a really great overview and how important it is, you know, because you either, yeah, you create from your unconscious. So it's easy to say, I just write down, like, I'm enough, I'm happy, I'm joyful. But if in your subconscious, this is not coded, if this is not true, if you don't believe that on a like unconscious, subconscious, whatever you call level, you will never manifest that. You will keep manifesting the other stuff, even though you write down, I'm happy, I'm joyful, you know? So, um, I love that. Um, so you give powerful, because I'm always about shadow work. And I really say, yeah, you know, working on yourself means both. You have to come from both sides. And I love, like, I think it it's also... Like, it's like meeting the two, isn't it? It's like yeah. you have your shadow, which is your unconscious, and then you have your conscious, which is more of the light field, yeah? yeah. And, and it's about really closing the gap between the two. Like, you know, if they can actually meet and you have the same content in both, then you're just like floating through life you like mastery you just like create stuff and you don't have any blockages you know you're just like I want to make you know 20k next week and you just do it you know because you know <laughs> there is no reason why not yeah yeah wonderful example so for everyone who wants to make 20k now you know how it works <laughs> <laughs> I need, need to speak to Lydia <laughs> um I would love some of your I call it juiciest tips like some stuff from relationship coaching it could either like it could even be like because in my audience I will have there will be people who are in a relationship and there are those who are single and those who long for a relationship or are unhappy in relationships like can you give us some tips some stuff is it to go into shadow work or what would it be what you recommend people to do so if somebody wants to meet their soulmate for example what would i recommend yes 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 or if they are in a relationship it might be the same but they are unhappy so some relationship tips please okay i would say this, the issue of standards is really 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 important and i've already talked about it quite a lot but 
And it's, it's energetic standards as well, because sometimes, you know, we say, oh, you know, I have these standards, but it's like, okay, but are you actually implementing them in your life? Are you actually like in reality, are you holding those standards or are they just kind of lip service that you're paying to these standards? So this is, this is really, really important that when we are trying to shift into a new, like higher experience. So when there's a mismatch or a gap between like where you are and where you want to be, we have to realize that the universe is actually providing to us our current experience. Okay. But we actually are desiring a a higher experience. Mm -hmm. So there's a gap. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason there's a gap or there's a reason we're not thriving in that area is because we are not maintaining the standards for the new experience. So that is one thing that I would get really, really clear for people. I I would ask them that if they're struggling in in meeting their soulmate or if they're struggling to to meet quality men, I would ask them, like, obviously to get really clear on what are your beliefs in this area? Like, what is the content of your unconscious? And what we can do is we can really dig into that. Like, journaling is really, really helpful. Um, and some certain powerful questions can help you to really delve into that. Like in what way, in what way do I believe this reality is not possible for me right now? What reasons are there for this reality to not be uh, existing right now? And that is when you will start to delve into like, it's because I'm not pretty enough. It's because I'm not successful enough. It's because I'm too successful. It's because I'm you know, broken or I need to heal more. Like that's a really common one in the spiritual community. Oh, I'm healing. That's why I haven't <laughs> yeah, yeah, met yeah. my soulmate. Um, and you know, that healing journey can go on for years. Uh, there's, you know, there's all types of shadow content that is really illusion. And that is what is preventing this reality from manifesting right now. Um, also, we need to get really good. And I think generally women like we're not taught this, it has not been modeled for us, but it really is important to know how to have boundaries and like communicate your boundaries to people. Uh, a lot of my clients, they really struggle with this. They, they don't, they don't want to seem like a bitch Mm -hmm. and there is a way of communicating your standards that commands respect and not like bitchiness. Mm. And because we so want to be liked, we're really, we're really, so I want to, I want to phrase it like this. In order to be liked by everybody, you have to, very much water yourself down and become very palatable to all types of people, which makes you kind of bland. Mm. And the women that find love very, very natural and very easy and very effortless are not afraid to be completely themselves and bold in who they are. Um, even if that means turning a lot of people off, even if that means a lot of men are like, she's not for me. But they know that the ones that do like them will adore them. And that is, that is the energy. 
it's the, this energy where you're willing to turn people off in order to attract people who are absolutely adoring of you and your energy and just want more and more and more. So, so yeah, I would also say to people that if they're looking to attract their soulmate, I would say they do need to get very, very clear, very, very clear on the fact that it's not, a lot of people get very attached to a specific person and they think, you know, you know, they might be having interactions with someone, they might be dating or they might have a kind of a, a little bit of an on and off relationship with someone because they're so attached to it needing to be that person, they drop their standards and they accept all types of poor behavior and they go, why is this person not adoring of me? Why is this person not uh, paying attention to me? And a lot of clients come to me saying, teach me how to make this person fall in love with me. And it's like, I don't do that. What you need to become attached to is what it is you desire. What are your standards for you? What it is you want to manifest? Who is your soulmate? How will they make you feel? And what will the relationship ultimately feel like and be like? And then if that person is not making you feel that way and is not in that standards, Mm. they're not your soulmate. I'm sorry. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful tips. And I love again how we can, like, instead of speaking about soulmate, we or soulmate person, we could always say that's my soulmate client, you know, like everything you said, like with lowering standards, with good communication, like all of that, like really one to one applies to business, basically. So I really love that. And perhaps one more thing about, um, Um, Not the erotic, but the erotic um, really connects with a zest of life, you know, with aliveness. And many people do lack this in business as well. Do you have any any stuff on that, like from from you, from a relationship coach um, and also because you work with entrepreneurs? How to like, yeah, if it's not the erotic with a person, how can you bring that vitality to your life and to your business again? Like what what comes to to your mind? You know, and this is where I've kind of touched on a little bit. It's like, what actually turns you on? And people can kind of think, well, well, how is that relevant for business? Like, I mean, why does my business need to turn me on? And it's like, again, so when we're talking like energetically or with like, say, if you use my example, how, you know, I was business coaching and, you know, on paper, it's like, that's what, that's what people want. They want to make more money in their business. So that's what you'll teach. But because you're not turned on by it. So speaking of the masculine and feminine energies, the masculine is the provider energy of the universe. Okay. And we all have a masculine energy inside us. And that is what provides everything in our, in our field. Okay. And the feminine is more about receiving. But the masculine needs to be turned on by the feminine in order to provide. And if the feminine is not, turned on by her experience it's very hard to for him to provide because it's like it's like for example if if you if you were to imagine that it's a relationship situation you think the male like partner is going to want to like provide you with things or give you gifts or whatever if you're always like nah just you know whatever just bored (laughs) versus Like, and when you bring in the erotic, 
when you're really turned on by life, when you're really connected to yourself, when like if music is your thing and dancing is your thing, which it is for me, when I'm listening to music and I'm dancing, I'm really in my body. I'm feeling like that fizz on your skin where you're like getting shivers and tingles and all of that stuff. Like that is, those are the moments that we live for, you know? And unfortunately, when a lot of women, when we get into business, we feel like we have to switch that part of ourselves off and just stay in the masculine kind of frame all the time and be very focused on the results and the goals and that all of this feminine stuff needs to kind of get put to the side or, or keep that for when you have time. And ultimately what happens is you never have time for that stuff yeah. because it's not goal oriented. It's not logical. It doesn't have a result that's obvious. But I actually do believe that it gives all the results. When you can elevate your vibration, like that is when ultimately you get into a flow where things happen more easily for you. Uh, And you're going to be intuitively guided to greater and greater success in, in your business. Uh, it's, you just become more of an attractive energy. Mm, yeah, I love that. And I love um, that you bring up the masculine and feminine energies, huh? because this is obviously also a biggie out there, also in the entrepreneurial world that people, uh, you know, there was this huge influx of people saying like, ah, you need to be more feminine, you know, as a woman. And you, you mentioned that there is some truth behind it. However, it's not like, Can you shed a little bit of light? You do we do all women need to be like super female and and feminine, and all men again need to be like that? Like how how does it work? So there's a lot of misconception out there, and unfortunately, people do really simplify stuff. And there's sort of this this kind of understanding out there that like you know that a, a businesswoman is oh you're in your masculine, and you know that if a man is not in charge, he's in his feminine. And it's like, I don't really think that, that like, that's a very oversimplified message. It's like, all beings have both energies, like both masculine and feminine. And it's a dynamic thing that is changing and it's not static. You're not always, you know, 70% feminine, 30% masculine. Like that's not always the energy that you're in. Yes, you very much maybe in a masculine energy when you're in your business, but you may very much be in a feminine, more feminine balance at another time when you're maybe enjoying art or, you know, just listening to music or doing more creative stuff. So there is a lot of misconception out there about that. And what I would say is that we need to value both energies. Like, this is like, the movement sort of in the spiritual community where they're like, you need to be in your divine feminine and that's the only way. And the divine feminine is rising. And this is, you know, we're, we're going to redress the balance. The masculine is, is going to, you know, the feminine is going to rise above the masculine now. And it's like, this is not the right approach at all, because ultimately then what happens is you suppress your masculine energy and you end up all day, every day in this feminine energy. 
And, and, and I actually did that. I fell for that trap. And I found that it was very, very detrimental to my business. Yeah. We so? need to va- because we need to value that the masculine energy is really, really helpful in sales, in leading, in coaching. You're in a masculine frame when you are coaching a client. Yeah. And if you're not going to be able to, if you're going to suppress or see your masculine energy as wrong, you're not going to be able to perform in those areas as well as, as if you were health. It's a relationship. Yeah. I want people to view it as a relationship and that both masculine and feminine are very, very much both needed. And it's a dance and it's a, it's a marrying of the two. Um, also, I would say I've met so many men. I do actually uh, speak to a lot of men as well. A lot of men, especially more awakened or like modern men, they don't really understand which energy they're supposed to be in because they have heard these messages about how masculine masculinity is toxic. And they, they're starting to suppress and like hide their masculinity. And I'm sure you agree for women, this is like a crime. It's like, oh my God, what happened to the masculinity? It's yeah, what we crave. It's what we crave. And, and then they're not bringing it forward. And I've experienced how I've had conversations with men where I've expressed this to them that actually women really desire the masculinity, you know, and to see how that brings out a new energy in them, just, just to hear that new voice that is not saying, oh, masculinity is toxic and this is so bad. And like the masculine has ruled for, for, for centuries and it's, it's suppressed the feminine, which it may be true. But the solution is not to suppress masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. So what I hear is also that it's not so much that all women now need to do business just in a like whatever this means, like feminine way. Yes, we speak about intuition. And still there are other parts like where something else comes in handy in business and um it is more about finding your unique imprint and i heard you speak about that you say like i love my masculine side you know that you say like i love that and i'm the same and then it's like no we don't need to like how, what would that actually be to be just in your feminine like what does it actually mean you know so i think that's very relieving to to hear it's yes we can see we as women or men vice versa, can see how we are leading in business and what we our intuition will tell us if something is being suppressed, you know, if we are just going for the sale and we need to do it and if this vitality, if we are stripped of this vitality, you know, and then know, okay, there needs to be a little bit more joy and fun in business again and let's invite that. So it's, I think, a very unique game or dance, yeah. I think it's a dance and and there it's not a black and white answer. And I think a lot of women maybe listening to this might be relieved to feel like, oh, I can actually go back to that stuff that maybe I learned in corporate or from my business that, you know, about sales and about, you know, tracking figures and being, you know, leading and being structured a little bit as well. I think that is actually very much, that is going to help you with your success levels in business. I'm sure you'll agree, Lydia. It's not something that, you know, you know, forget about that. You need both. 
You need both. And also what I loved is because when I look back at myself, like what I teach people a lot about energy and intuition, and still I, in my personality, I come from this being a strong frame. Like I always was there for people, you know? So I do like, basically I have this since ever that I have this ability of, you know, leading and being the frame, like you said, and coaching. And so intuition is actually, it comes on top. It's not that I just say like do energy and, and intuition and that's it. So everyone has also probably to see what is your, what are you leading with? Like with, with, with what do you come in? There are people who are very intuitive, very spiritual. And for them, it might be important to get some grounding. If this is figures, if this is structure, whatever it is. So it probably also is also good to look at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and probably what... You know, some it depends what side you're coming from. But like you say, there may be people who are very much in the spiritual community and what they are requiring is a, a leader or a coach that will provide them with more of the masculine type uh, teachings in order to get them success in their business yes. uh, or a greater level of success. And there might be there might be the opposite may be true as well. There might be people who are approaching it from a super masculine like results oriented and very structured and they may be feeling really burnt out by that and they may be looking for a little bit more of the pleasure-based side of things in order that might kick them to their next level of success like you say if they're not experiencing pleasure or any type of turn on from their business that may be a sign that they need to bring in more of the feminine so it really is about where you're at and how you're going to bring that union or that dance into your life again so it's not all one thing Oh, yeah, I love that. Lots of takeaways in here, I would say. <laughs> um, perhaps let's say what else do I want to ask about? I want to ask about success because you've been successful before. Can you share some ideas on what is success for you? Um, how do you see it? How do you perceive it? Yes. And, and you know what? For me, success, it is a very personal personal thing. It's like for some people, it's going to be about a certain you know, money in the bank for someone else. It's going to be a particular lifestyle. It's like, how will you know when you've achieved success is always a good question. It's like, what would that look like? What would it feel like? You know, what are the details of, of what that experience will be like for you? For me, yes, like we can't discount the fact that there is a money aspect to it because in order to be able to live the experience that you want, you're going to require some money and you're going to require mastery in that area. Um, but for me, it was, again, it was like, I really wanted to do work that I loved. I, I remember saying to myself, you know what, if I can just make money and it means doing a business that I don't love, I'll just stick with the business that I have. And what's the point of going any further, you know? I already had achieved success. I had very much time freedom set up. So for me, initially, when I got into business, my definition of success was time freedom. I was like, if I have my money and I am free with my time, the business is managed and it runs very well without me needing to be there all the time and I'm free, that to me was success. And I achieved that. And that was, that was when I decided, you know what, there's the next level of success for me, which is to actually love the work that I do. The time freedom actually got a little bit boring. And probably a lot of entrepreneurs, it's so interesting, probably a lot of entrepreneurs resonate with that is that the ultimate goal is to just have your freedom. And then when you have it, you're like, I actually want to have a purpose. I actually want to be inspired. 
and love what I'm doing. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they actually like to work. Like it's, we don't necessarily like to, it's not like, oh, I have to work now and later I get to have fun. It's almost like the two are very much linked together. It's like my work is fun. Like that's what I want. And that for me is my definition of success. When you, when you love your work, it's not like work. And, and then it just becomes a game. It's like, let me see to what level I can get this, you know? So that to me is success. It's when your, your work is like play and it also provides you with the lifestyle that that you really love. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Perhaps last question, Alba, whatever you want to share with us, either it's a tip for, for the audience or some experience for you or some last thoughts, please. Last thoughts. So lately I've been very, very much inspired by this idea of the power couple. So I'm going to leave you with some thoughts about that because that is, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm basically diving into that concept because from all of my clients, as I say, they're entrepreneurial women that are looking to meet, you know, the love of their life, their soulmate. But to go deeper than that again, I'm realizing that what a lot of them are desiring is the notion of the power couple. And what I mean by that is like, it's all fun. It's all good to build your empire on your own. But how much better would it be to build your empire with that person by your side that would be super invested in it? And just to be able to share that with the love of your life. And that is my understanding of a power couple. And I get that feedback so much. So uh, if anybody is resonating with that particular concept and that is what they have desired their whole life, uh, I would invite them to reach out to me because that is the work specifically that I am doing with high achieving entrepreneurs. So, so yeah, that's my final thought. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Alba. <clears throat> I think there is lots of takeaways, as I already said. And yeah, this was my interview with the amazing Alba Barrett. We talked about relationships, intuition, and how to shift into massive success. You can find all her links in the show notes. Thank you, Alba. Um, it was a pleasure, pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Lydia.